Today's episode is brought to you by the American Society of Magical Negroes, a fresh satirical comedy about a secret society of magical black people starring Justice Smith, David Allen Greer, Ann Lee Bogan, and Nicole Byer. As an official selection of Sundance 2024, the American Society of Magical Negroes has been heralded by critics as an uproariously sharp-edged satire and a must-see. Now playing only in theaters. Visit the American Society of Magical Negroes film.com to get tickets now. This is Tracy V. Wilson from Stuff You Missed in History Class. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new car. Like a legendary Camry built for performance and available with all-wheel drive, you can count on your new Camry to get anywhere you need to go. Or check out an affordable and reliable Corolla with a trim for every lifestyle. From the hip sedan to the sporty hatchback, there's a Corolla built just for you. Check out more national sales event deals when you visit buyatoyota.com. Toyota, let's go places. Are you ready to move your career forward? Make your comeback with Purdue Global and get college credit for your work, school, life, or military experiences. With these credits, you may have already completed up to 75% of your undergraduate degree. You've worked hard to get where you are. It's time to get the recognition you deserve and earn a degree you'll be proud of, one that employers will trust and respect. When you take the next step in your life and career, make it count with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback at purdueglobal.edu. On the Bechdel cast, the questions asked if movies have women in them. Are all their discussions just boyfriends and husbands, or do they have individualism? The patriarchy's effing vast. Start changing it with the Bechdel cast. Welcome to the Bechdel cast. Here we are again. We're talking about movies about girls. Uh, my name is Jamie. My name is Caitlin. Here we are. Here we are. Thanks for tuning in. I don't think we've ever introduced it that way before. No. That wasn't the right way to do it. it. <laughs> well, we're talking about girls in movies, and sometimes they're treated real mean. Sometimes they are. Sometimes they're not. Usually, though, they are. Usually, though, they are. But sometimes they get to wear a tank top, and you can see the shape of their nipples. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, That's in scary movies. This podcast is uh, inspired by the Bechtel test. If you don't know what it is, I'll try to say it really, really fast. Go. Sorry, I didn't go, mean to yell. Go, go. You're like oh, oh, clenching oh, so, a bottle of, of Hennessy. Yes, I am. Like we're in a ludicrous video or something. I'm going to reward myself with a swig of it as soon as I do a very good job describing what the Bechdel test is. Okay, ready? Go, go, go. It's a test that is applied to movies. A thing will pass the test if there are two women talking to each other about something other than a man. I love and it. they have to have names. Yes. Oh, yeah. We changed the, the rules. Have to have. We changed names. the rules. Yes. We used to be like, ah, oh, we're. But then we're like, we're firm this on this is, rule now. Yeah. We're firm. All right. Hear that? Do you hear? It? This is the lid going oh off. Oh my god. <sighs> You're so brave. Um, it's actually not that bad. I do feel like we should maybe like just rehash the date we went on over the weekend. Yes. <laughs> really quick. Let's do that. Oh, we, you also have to tell your bus story. I oh, because this is yes, and I also wanted to say that I bought. Uh, tickets to a monster truck rally for just me on Saturday. I'm going to treat myself. Very nice. I've never been to a monster truck rally. Is it like for work? Or you, do you have to write a piece on it? Or are you just Yeah, I had it? to get someone to pay. I wasn't going to pay for it. Sure. But I was like, I could drive to Anaheim. I've got the time. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to go see a monster truck rally. That's terrific. Yeah. I think I'll probably get a new boyfriend there. <laughs> <laughs> seems like uh, seems like a good place to scout. Yeah. But we did uh, go to a place in... Was it... Where what, what it was area? in uh, Koreatown? Okay, called Cafe Jack. 
mm-hmm. uh, on Saturday night. Yes. Yes. I've been there. You've been there? Really? Oh, it is. <laughs> Sorry. Okay, can we can we bring our guest into the yes, discussion? Because I would love to hear. Okay, so our guest today is Paige Weldon. She's wonderful. She's a writer. She's a comedian, and she's been to Cafe she's... Jack. Yeah. Hi. Hello. <laughs> Thanks for being here. What's going on? You went Wait, to Cafe Jack. Yeah. Yeah, we did because we did uh, the Titanic episode last week. Because you heard it was a boat. Uh, we we, we d- didn't know. No, it was I a did boat. not oh. know that part okay. about it. <laughs> I thought it was like a swanky, cool. Like loungy, it's club crazy how bar thing. none of those words describe what it Not is. Not at all. No. It is. It's like even worse than a dive. Somehow, were there other people there when you went? There were very few other people there. Okay, uh, same. Yeah, with us, it was. Yeah, I think that there might have been people there, but they also might have worked there. It wasn't clear. I think it was freezing in there. It was freezing. There was one other group of diners there with us. It's like an Asian fusion restaurant that's shaped like Titanic. And it, there's a lot of laser jet printer <laughs> pictures from the Titanic movie framed mm-hmm. around the restaurant. My favorite part was uh, they have if you're if it's like an intimate, like we started in one of these intimate booths, but it was like sticky everywhere, so we moved um, to but, a much greasier, <laughs> greasier. But there are pictures of Leonardo DiCaprio. Yeah. So. <laughs> but they had these little like rooms, those little yeah. weird compartments. And then there was one of them where there was just like an unfinished wall. It was just like drywall. And then nailed to it was a poster for Curious George. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like the one that came out in 2006 and it was framed. And that was my favorite one. I went there on a date because we heard there was frozen yogurt. I received a was text there? that was, would you like to get Froyo on this at this restaurant that's shaped like a boat? And I was like, I would love to. Yeah. And then we got there and we went into one of, they like led us into one of those rooms. It was like huge. And there was just two of us and we were very uncomfortable. And then we moved out into another area and I felt like the woman was upset that we did that. But there was no frozen yogurt. Oh no. There was just smoothies and stuff. We got sushi. Caitlin's theory is that they order sushi from a different restaurant <laughs> and bring it to you. That because feels the, very true. The pictures did not line up. We got the Titanic roll and the Jack Rose roll. The Titanic roll in the picture was blue. What we ate was not blue. <laughs> it could have also just been like poorly printed menus. That, it was like, totally coloration. Really? Yeah. Well, what would even be blue on a sushi roll? I thought maybe sprinkles. Okay. <laughs> Well, either way, we went on a a fun little date to Cafe Jack. We did. uh, We had a great time. Good date. Um, We are here to talk about another movie that's not Titanic, unfortunately. I just wish we could talk about it for every episode. I feel like we'll probably do it again. (laughs) We might. There's more to be said. Uh, Yeah, there's a bunch of things that I wanted to say and I didn't say, but we'll get to that later uh, (laughs) on another Titanic episode. For now, we are here with Paige and we are talking about the movie Heathers. Yay! Yeah. Yeah. So, Paige, tell us about, like, why did you pick this movie? What it means to you? When did you first see it? Uh, I picked it because I've seen it, like, a zillion times. It's one of my favorite movies in high school growing up. I just always loved it and it was just one of the first ones that came to mind. Yeah. Mm. When so you first saw it when you were in high school? Mm-hmm. Maybe middle school. That was yeah. pretty cool. So. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I think I saw it first in like early high school, and yeah. I remember thinking it was like the fucking coolest movie ever. Yeah. I thought I had also seen it before, mm-hmm. and then I rewatched it, and nothing was familiar about it at all. <laughs> like 
part of me thinks that I might have seen an episode of that cartoon. I think it's called Recess, where they have all the different Ashleys. <laughs> and I think I was confusing that for the movie Heathers. It was very different than I remembered. Like watching it, however, I guess almost 10 years later is like, it was like watching a totally different movie. And I yeah. didn't like it as much this time. It like made me feel weird. Mm-hmm. I don't know. But the, I used to think it was the dopest thing ever. And I wanted to, you know, kiss kill Christian people? Slater on his oh. mouth. Yeah. Mm. Kill my oppressors the whole bit. <laughs> yeah. Uh, mm. Christian Slater is very charming. Yes. He's terrifying. He's, he is. <laughs> so scary. <laughs> Uh, and so wait, when's the last time you saw it? I probably would have watched it like maybe a couple years ago, but okay. I feel like I've watched it so many times in my life that I don't think I ever really even had a chance to get enough distance from it that I'd rewatch it and feel differently. Mm. I just always felt I was always right. like, this is the best. <laughs> Caitlin did not like I it. I don't like, oh, now I don't know because I started rewatching it again. Don't be influenced. Today. It's okay. And I was like... You know, it's the first like half isn't. It, I feel like it falls apart at a certain point, and then I have a really hard time connecting with any of the characters. And by the end, like no one is redeemable for me. But there are some like specific things I like about it. For example, I like that there's the running joke that anytime someone is like addressing a Heather, they all know exactly who, she, which one she's talking about. <laughs> yeah, uh, I like that. I like. Uh, a few different lines of dialogue like yeah the the dialogue is so fun like the, <laughs> well the so movie has things. its own slang yeah which is really cool it'll be very mm-hmm. <laughs> very what just very but you know what they mean yeah mm-hmm. i yeah. know exactly what they mm-hmm. mean i very know what they mean oh good job good job thank you you did it <laughs> uh one of my favorite lines of dialogue is did you have a brain tumor for breakfast mm. so fun i love Classic. it <laughs> so i like a few different like some of the running jokes are good and fun but overall i think my main problem with it is that i just don't find any of the characters redeemable enough for me to connect to the story which i know is kind of the point like everyone's terrible in this movie i don't think veronica is terrible see i think she is and i know that i'm probably wrong about this and i took to facebook and i said hey (laughs) why decimated baby people hated decimated on the book and i i tried to pose the question sincerely and it i think did not come off sounding sincere but i was like hey uh just curious why do you like this movie you idiots uh (laughs) yeah i think that that was the part where you lost i would have a hard time answering um i know i left out the idiots part i was just like why do you like this movie and then i think it probably sounded very snarky and then everyone got very mad at me and they're like it's so brilliant blah 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 i well i don't think that veronica's a bad person she just made me very sad a lot of the movie and i think that i think she's like not She's like dumb. She like there are so many parts of this movie where it's like, okay, this this script has a, a very specific logic of how this world works. But there were some times where I'm like, this this girl is keeping an active diary of a number of felonies she's committed. <laughs> like, what an insane thing to do. She could not be acting more guilty at school. Yeah, well, I um, think that's why like high school is the ideal time to watch it because you're like, I am also this dumb. Right. And that's what I would do too. And I feel like that's like that's maybe why it's hard to like her because she's a stupid teenager. Yeah, as but someone I, who yeah, it's like when I watched it in high school, I didn't think she was dumb at all. I thought I, she yeah, was I like don't... fucking awesome. Yeah, I was like, of course she's keeping a diary. Yeah, <laughs> she, uh, she so means why? to do this. 
Not only that, she's seeing these other these friends of hers who are behaving horribly. They're like really mean. They're bullies, basically. They play and croquet. She's not. <laughs> oh my god! There are parts when I like think they're being mean to each other, but because I don't have a very good understanding of how croquet works, I'm like, <laughs> I think they're being mean, but. I I don't know how this. Hey, can I try the summary this time? I've never oh yeah, done a summary before. <gasps> please do. Okay, okay, okay. So Heather's is a movie about four friends, three Heather's, one Veronica. Uh, Veronica is our pro tag. She's she's not like the other girls. She's brunette, and uh, she but she <laughs> hangs out with the Heather's. One of the Heather's is brunette. I just one of the. Say. But she's isn't Shannon Darty? She's like technically like a red. <laughs> you're right she's, she's auburn she's, right. she's auburn yeah and she's also like the most bulimic which that scene where winona Ryder makes shannon darty throw up i almost wish we got to see it anyways <laughs> um so they're like the most popular girls in school they they you know own everybody and then veronica meets uh christian slater don't remember his name jd jd of course uh who is like pretty much a standard uh 90s trench coat killer uh, who draws her into a very toxic, weird relationship, and they start to kill uh, everyone they don't like at the high school, and it's a metaphor for something. Yeah, when they're framing the it as suicides, though, so they have to keep up this idea that the the people they're murdering have actually committed suicide. Right. There's one thing I thought was interesting, uh, just to like, if we're just jumping right into the gender stuff, is that the girls and boys at this high school are all equally stupid, which is nice because it would be very easy to be like, oh, like, you know, the Heathers are so vapid and insecure and all this stuff. But like the the guys like at any high school are just as bad mm-hmm. uh, and just express it in different ways. So I liked that. That was cool. Yeah. Everyone's dumb. <laughs> Everyone, including dumb. The, the adults. Yeah, the oh, adults yeah. are very dumb. There are those a few scenes where like the faculty are meeting about what to do about these students' suicides, and the ones like, "Let's just all hold hands and sing about love," and then everyone else is like, "Shut up, you dumb hippie!" Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was a, that was weird. The reason that I don't really like Veronica is that she's seeing her friends display like this horrible behavior being bullies and like the martha dunstock character they're very mean to her and she sees this happening and you can tell she's uncomfortable with it but she still is very like complicit in this behavior and but that's like high school that's what high school oh, is, is decide, you like decide who is gonna give you the most like social cachet yeah. so like it reminds me a lot, sort of it's sort of similar to like freaks and geeks like how uh lindsay weir starts hanging out with the those cool kids and like stops talking to her friend and she like knows that like she doesn't really know if it's like the morally right thing to do obviously this is a more like cartoonish extreme version but uh i i get that of like you have people maybe you were friends with when you were younger and you know that it's wrong to ditch them but you also desperately want to be cool and being friends with the Heathers allows Veronica to be cool and go to college parties and do whatever she thinks she's supposed to be doing to be, like, a cool kid. Yeah, like, watching those scenes with Martha, yeah. those are, like, so hard to watch because, I don't know, like, there is definitely a time in my high school experience where I could see myself doing that. And even though it's, like, I don't think I'm a bad person, but I, I think that, you know, if any... I don't know. I just go back and I'm like, man, if Samantha Honeywell's approval was on the line, 
I might be a, a real jackass to mm. someone. Yeah, and you might even regret it immediately, but you would do it. Right, right, because it's like the immediate social survival or whatever. Yeah. Um, yeah, that that was hard to watch, but but I think it, for me it was like because it was real. Yeah. It hurt my feelings. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe I'm just a wonderful person who's never been mean to anyone. <laughs> you're amazing. That's pretty cool. Uh, <laughs> Honestly, no, congrats. That's, that's huge. definitely not true, but like I've been a dick to people, but I don't I still just Despite what I know about, like, people wanting to fit in and be with the popular kids and do anything to to elevate their social status, especially in high school, I just, like, couldn't find Veronica to be redeemable at all. And maybe it's just because I hadn't seen it as a a younger person and, like, just watched it recently. But, oh, God. Well, she's supposed to be, what, 16 or 17? Yeah, I think they're juniors. I think, yeah. I don't know. I, I felt for Veronica... I mean, she's an idiot. She's the dumbest uh, at certain parts. Like the when when JD's, you know, convincing her to kill a second set of people. They've already killed Heather, and he's like, "No, but this one is a." Joke. These are German bullets. I was like, I was like, well, the first on, one he also up. makes it look like he was kidding, and it was an accident too. Right, right. So, but it's like, does she really? It's believe? well, it's two yeah. things. It's one. I think she probably at least partially knows that it's real. Yeah, but like. It's allowing her to have like an excuse, like she can be so. like, "Oh, I didn't know." Yeah, yeah I feel like, like she does kind of play dumb because I think she does potentially maybe want them dead, or at least she said so in her diary. Well, she's also doing the same thing with JD that she does with the Heather's, where it's just next day you're like, "Now this is what I think is cool, so I'm going to do whatever this person wants, so I can keep hanging out with this person." Yeah, mm-hmm. and she does kind of hate them. I hate all my friends. Yeah. It's one of my favorite. Oh, uh, I don't really like my friends. (laughs) There's that. And right after the first Heather dies, she's like, oh, my God, I killed my best friend. And JD's like, and your worst enemy. And she's like, same difference. (laughs) Drama. Wow. I don't know. I feel like I was reading through my notes on the way over here. And... I was like, oh, I was slowly unraveling as I watched this movie because <laughs> I did watch this movie in a bus station. <laughs> so that was the the Wi-Fi in the bus station was great. Oh, hey. But I didn't have my, I, know. you know, you know, like you look at something you wrote and you're like, oh, my butt was really sore when I was writing this. <laughs> um, so there, I don't know, like this movie came out in 1988 Eight. and... It's weird. I don't know. There was like there were a lot of parts of this movie that really like made me feel terrible. And dare I say, triggered? Triggered. I could see how many scenes in this movie would be triggering. I hate using that word seriously, but I think that might have been what was happening because there is well, it's like two two things. This came out in '88, and Christian Slater's pretty much playing the idealized school shooter like the fucking crazy full-on wearing a trench coat talking about you know this psychotic bullshit about uh you know society and why everyone should just be fucking eradicated man and whatever and it's not anyone's fault but it's just weird to watch this movie and and see um and like n- with the knowledge of how many similar things happened in like the 20 years after that movie came out and like there were 
plenty of movies I feel like that came out that were very like teenager destructive stuff like that in like the 80s and 90s but it was just I don't know like certain things that he was saying I was like this feels like some Columbine shit like it just didn't at the time it was like ah that's funny but I didn't I don't know it it was just weird to think about I well the scenes that I thought that you were maybe going to talk about regarding being triggered Oh, I'll get the that, yeah. multiple scenes where a man is forcing himself on a woman and she's like violently fighting back and he's just like very aggressively trying to kiss her and or have sex with her. It happens, I think, at least three times with like three different it sets of characters. <laughs> um, that scene where Heather gives the blowjob to impress the college boy is so sad. Yeah. It's so sad. And then afterwards she like takes a drink of water and spits it on the mirror and it's like, oh, dude. Yuck. Mm. Yeah. But that that one was generally, I was just like, oh, I'll be sad. I know she's going to die. <laughs> <laughs> I'm having a really hard time processing this movie in terms of like what we talk about on this podcast. Usually, the mov- so far, the movies have been very like, oh, this movie objectively treats the women bad. Like, there's pretty much no question about it. Or, like, this movie does a pretty good job. This one, I, like, don't really know, don't know how to, what to say about it or how to discuss it. Because part of me is like, okay, it boils down to this group of women who are v- very terrible to each other. They're best friends, but they also, like, hate each other and they bully each other. Uh, So that's like not a fun thing to see on screen or like that's not a great way for women to be portrayed because that is a huge trope where women are like women on women crime or hatred or violence or just just, like meanness is like never great. But I also think I'm missing the point (laughs) when I watch this movie. I think that that's the point. Yeah. That it's shitty. (laughs) And everyone in this movie is mean. Like, I don't know. That didn't bother me too much. Like, the, and and I I feel like I don't know. Like the scene where Heather goes down and the college boy. Like it's written so that we know that it's not being endorsed. Like it looks wrong. Yeah. yeah. Like nothing anyone does in this movie is being endorsed as a right thing to do, except maybe the ending that she cuts him out of her life and uh, and like nice reaches to out to Martha. Yeah. <laughs> um, oh my God! When Martha speaks. And her uh, voice is so soft. Yeah. And I'd lo- like, I'm like, what happened to her? <laughs> I guess nice that's moment. part of why I nice, don't, yeah. I mean, just like watching so many, like scene after scene, that's just hard to watch of like people being horrible to each other. I think it's just a big but part just, of why I don't like this movie, just because I don't like that type of Here's a fun movie. thing they do a lot in this movie that made me laugh. Constantly, when Veronica and JD are about to kill someone, uh, it's usually in the dead of night. And they're always yelling, like yelling in the <laughs> kitchen of someone they're about to murder. It happens like three separate times. And one time it's a dream. But for the most part, they just walk in speaking at full volume. Like, so what should we do? Do you want to put bleach in the coffee? What do you want to do? And then <laughs> they immediately like that genuinely made me laugh. Also, steampunk alert. Oh, Winona Ryder. I didn't notice. Uh, this, uh, well, it's a reach. But Winona Ryder wears a monocle for a lot of this movie. Whenever she's <laughs> oh, writing in her journal. Yes. That is yeah. pretty steampunky. Wow, this is our uh this is our episodely reminder that we do not endorse steampunk or steampunk culture. Speak for yourself, Jamie. I love it. We <laughs> I told you about okay, so this was actually the weekend when I saw this movie when I saw that steampunk demonstration taking place in San Francisco and I 
almost killed myself on the street. I was so mad. I think I've already mentioned this in another episode, but he was the guy was wearing like a suede vest and goggles and he had these accordion stilts. It was horrifying. Oh, you it, did mention that in another episode. I know. I know. That does but sound this horrible. was it was really bad. Yeah. I've got pics. I've, I've got pics, but it that was upsetting. Um just another trigger. Just oh, I'm so triggered. Hashtag triggered. But I do I I this is a tough movie because you don't want to overthink what is very clearly like a satire, black right. comedy kind of thing. But, uh, I mean, Veronica and JD's relationship is insane. Yeah. Like the way that it unfolds and like how close it is to like real life, abusive, horrible relationships. Like there were some points in the movie where because the guy who wrote this, uh, his name is Daniel Waters, straight white man. Uh, and he was pretty young when he wrote it. He's like in his twenties, to the point where I'm like, does he fully realize like what he's doing? Like by there were certain lines that you know I was just like, oh my god! Like it just is like a punch in the gut where uh, Christian Slater is saying things like "you'll be back" and and shit like that. Uh, what else is there? Oh, where he basically says like you knew or like deep down what we were doing, which arguably could be true but also could be an extremely high-level gaslighting yeah. move. Um, well, also what's just... upsetting is that you you realize that he's just been doing this for, like, his entire adolescence. Yeah. He just is going to different high schools, and that's why he's like, you'll be back, because he's probably done that to other girls at other high schools. Right, right. And it's like, it's... Oh, there's and another it... allusion to that, too, where when they're writing the first suicide note for Heather, he says something, and she's like, oh, that's good. Have you done this before? And right. uh, yeah. at first the audience is like, well, I don't know. And then we're like, oh, yeah, he probably has. Well, I think also a really interesting scene in the movie that I forgot about is when you, you meet his dad when she goes over yeah. to their house and you're like, fuck. That's like straight up, like, murdered his mom. Yeah. Like that. That is a weird reveal. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. You find out, I think, the next scene where you meet him that he is like basically coming in his pants about the demolition of a hotel that he really wanted to be demolished. Yeah. And he's like, we got those bitches. And then he like shows a VHS tape of the hotel falling over. And he's like, oh, this guy's also a crazy person. Mm -hmm. um, right. Which is an interesting movie move to be like, Listen, Christian Slater comes by this honestly. So <laughs> maybe give him a chance. It's like, no, he's still terrible. But you well, know. but that's what makes the movie interesting is that you know, objectively, you're obviously like run away from this guy. But it wouldn't be interesting if there were no intriguing qualities about him that make her like keep going back. For sure. For instance, his dad is crazy and he is hot. <laughs> yeah. Sometimes that Very is not. He also has a motorcycle. Mm. He has a motorcycle. I feel like and that's then pretty crucial. There's one line where he says. All I need is, like, tequila in my sacks. I wrote that down because I was like, if someone said that to me, I'd be very wet. Yeah, I would come <laughs> immediately. Yep. Especially in high school. It would have okay. really got me. Tequila in my sacks? Come on. Bach. Uh, he loves classical music. He's a great guy. He's that's so weird. Yeah. He's not like the other boys. Well, and that's he's what, like, not. part of what divides her from her friends is that they're all like, he's weird. And she's like, yeah, that's I like cool. <laughs> you guys just don't get it. And he's poised as being, until he demonstrates these, like, very homicidal qualities partway through the movie. Before then, you're like, yeah, I can totally see why she likes him. Totally, yeah. There's a Do you dude. guys think that if 
she didn't meet JD, she would have just wrote out the rest of high school being friends with the Heathers. I would imagine so. I don't know. I mean, I could see her getting... She seems pretty frustrated at the beginning of the movie, but maybe she would have found a less destructive... I don't know, she seems like so willing to go with whoever's influence that mm-hmm. if she met someone who is like not a psychopath that she connected with, maybe things would have turned out fine. Yeah. But it seemed like she was kind of done with her friends at the beginning. I don't know. Yeah. She was in a vulnerable place where this guy showing up, it was really easy to just... Right. Like, that could have been anyone. That could I, have yeah. Been... I mean, the thing is, I feel like, you know, when you watch high school movies or you think about high school in general, you think about, like, the groups, like, people who actually did things as opposed to, like, I really relate to Veronica because I, like, didn't, I didn't do anything in high school. I just was, like, a person. And <laughs> so you're, that's the person that's super easy to just, like, latch on to different groups or people yeah. and make that your personality. I think that that's a really interesting thing. That's, but I, I also, I do think that if she didn't meet JD, she probably would have just stayed friends with them and been miserable until she graduated. Well, if yeah. it's anything like the movie Mean Girls, which is basically a 2000s version of this movie, uh, they're all juniors, yeah. <laughs> and then, but when they become seniors, they're like, "Oh, we're we're better than this now." We're I remember when nice. Mean Girls we're came not out. plastic. I was like, "You guys, this is just Heather's." Yeah. <laughs> you guys don't know. <laughs> I thought it was very cool. There's another movie that came out in between the two, Drawbreaker, that I feel like is quite similar to this. Uh, Did no, you see not. it? No, no. Uh, it's about a movie. A movie about <laughs> it's about a movie. Whoa. How do you talk again? I'm um, apparently already. A little drunk from this Hennessy. It's about uh, this group of uh, girlfriends who like pretend kidnap their friend and like put a jawbreaker in her mouth to, and like tape it so that she doesn't talk because they're like playing some trick on her or something. But it's all very benign until she chokes on the jawbreaker and dies, and then Hell we have yeah. to figure out like what to do with her. Chills. Dude, I don't remember what happens after that because it's been a very long time since I've seen it. But. Has anyone seen the Slenderman documentary yet? Mm-mm, no, no. You gotta watch it. <laughs> we, we can't do a Bechtel test episode on it because it really happened. But it's about these two 12 year old girls who are like, we believe in Slenderman and they murder their friend. Oh, I know the story. In yeah. the name of Slenderman, it, you know, for all its faults, it absolutely passes the Bechtel test, you know? Because there's a lot of police interviews <laughs> where they're just talking about the Slenderman murders. Well, I guess Slenderman. Well, Slenderman is a man. Yeah, but is he a real him. man? Mm. Does it count if he's a made-up mythological man? I don't know, but I didn't realize test? that young girls were horny for Slenderman, and that's part of why they kill for him. Which oh. I was like, oh, that's God. a whole nother <laughs> level. And also that all these murders tie back to a website called Creepy Pasta. That's great. That I, I like. That. I didn't know that detail about it. <laughs> I've seen the documentary twice. It's crazy. It's very good. Um, anyways, oh, I wanted to talk about uh, the guy who wrote the movie. Um, yeah. Because he weirdly has not done a lot since. Um, Heather's was the first movie he ever wrote. He's written some other stuff. The The biggest it got was Batman Returns in 92. Hmm. And that is the one of the Tim Burton ones. Uh, but, uh, yeah. Which is one, which I would like to say is one degree removed from Joel Schumacher. <laughs> Direct another Batman movie. That's our Schumacher check for this episode. I uh, like how each episode we're piling on more and more. More rituals. Things. <laughs> we got to mention Titanic. We got to mention Steampunk, Schumacher. Joel Steampunk. Schumacher. 
There's a lot of things. The last thing he wrote and directed was in 2014, and it was called Vampire, Vampire Academy. Academy. So sort of a oh. fall from grace for our pal Daniel Waters, <laughs> oh which is interesting because like Heather's is such a specific movie and like the way it's written it almost seems like he could have had like a john hughesy kind of career where it's like oh this is the guy that writes the like subversive teen dark comedy yeah 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 and but uh you know and then the end game is vampire academy which you know maybe i shouldn't be talking maybe it's an amazing film it could be here's we should watch it here's the thing it most likely is not (laughs) (laughs) Okay, well, there wasn't a point to that, but except for, I don't know, I'm always like a little bit leery of a straight white guy writing a movie about young women. Um, oh, for sure. Just because it's so easy to conflate fact, fact and fiction if you're returning to, you know, the horniest, most horrible part of your life. Uh, and then trying to put yourself in the mind of the people you wanted to have sex with um, <laughs> mm-hmm. just seems like a real challenge. But I, I don't know. I, how did you feel? I mean, I, I felt like he did. I don't know. Like, this movie's hard. It's <laughs> this very movie's hard. hard to talk about in this context. <laughs> it is. I am also very wary of any, like, straight man who thinks that they can... I mean, most of the main characters in this movie are women. I'm raising my hands because I, I found out something crazy. Tell us. Daniel Waters wrote Heathers in 1988. His brother, Mark Waters, directed Mean Girls in 2004. Whoa. What the hell? That's so weird. He also directed Freaky Friday. So he's just a low hand head. (laughs) (laughs) Wild. Huh. There you go, guys. I mean, I I don't feel like, to me, I don't think that the characters feel poorly written because they're written by a guy. Especially because it's like, I mean, they're not really like women <laughs> their children yeah they're that like, well they're also caricatures yeah they and are so, and it's not just the women that are caricatures it's everyone in it the is. movie is a character right and i think that that's why it ends up not really being a problem because yeah. it's not like a, a deeply honest depiction of literally anyone right yeah <laughs> so i think he sort of ends up being fine although i will say if you look up a picture of him now crazy comb over Oh, no. Insane. Like, who are you kidding? Oh, that's very unfortunate. It's very bad. Daniel, what happened? It's very long. Oh, jeez. It's a very long, yeah. Not worth it. Oh, boy. Oh, there's a a bunch of really fun, uh, yelly thesis statement kind of dialogue lines. And and towards the end of this movie, every other thing Christian Slater says is like, okay, we get it. Like, you're, you're a fucking angry young man. The society nods at any horror the American teenager thinks to bring upon itself, like, grow up. And uh, <laughs> what else? Like, because the school is society and, like, that how everything's a fucking metaphor for it. It's, it's very 10th grade English, the way he interprets <laughs> yes. the world. Yeah. And, and why I'm like, this is not a fucking Joyce Carol Oates short story, you nutbag. But I love that, it, that it's it's him saying all this shit to a, a girl who's just looking at him like he's a fucking idiot. Yeah. Like, it's, like, uh, like, like, if he was just saying that and we were just watching it, it would be, like, maybe not great. But when it's posed like that, where Veronica's just looking at him, like, realizing that he has been this idiot the whole time, it's, it's pretty powerful. What's the line? The line what, what do I, you know what I need, JD? Cool guys like you out of my life or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's just, I love that. I love the, like, 
yeah, you're a real cool guy, dude. Like he knows about uh, convenience stores, snacks. Yeah, he's, that's like what gets Veronica to like him. She's like, you know, your convenience store speech. Well, he's interesting because he's <laughs> like, like been a lot of places. Yeah, yeah. that's like a like on his he's, motorcycle. He's a little riffraff oh. street rat. I like it. It's like he, <laughs> it's like, like it. how old is he? He nice could be Aladdin reference. Thank you. <laughs> um, no, yeah, I, I, I got convenience store food on my way over here, guys, when I was getting my mind hard mm-hmm. lemonade. And I stopped at, at Silver Lake 7-Eleven. They know me there. <laughs> and I got, I ordered pizza so bad, they didn't make me pay for it. Because <laughs> it looked disgusting, and it was disgusting. And he was like, on the house. Take it. Congratulations. You look like you really need it. <laughs> I need it, yeah. He's like, you look hungry, my friend. <laughs> Going back to uh, the relationship that Veronica and JD have, the way it starts is that, like, he just crawls into her window, having met her, I think, um, once before. Like a prince from a say, fairy tale. That, I was like, okay, <laughs> I would have loved that. Yeah, I would have loved that. In now, the, when you're a I teenager, not. nothing is cooler than sneaking through a window. Man, they do it in Gilmore Girls. I think I had a very different high school experience than most people. They do it in Gilmore Girls. <laughs> it also, so my yeah. parents didn't dislike any of my high school boyfriends, so there was no there was no window climbing. Also, I did, we didn't have doors in my house for some reason, so window climbing would not have gone well. Wait, you didn't have doors? There were no doors. I mean, there was a front door and a back door, but no one's bedrooms had doors. Oh, I see. Wait, even like doors to your bedrooms? There was like no doors. Open. Bathrooms. What? No doors. Bathrooms, there were doors, but they were broken. You had to jam something up against them to get privacy. That is crazy. I know. Especially because when my little brother did learn how to masturbate, he did not exercise any discretion. Oh. In spite of the fact that there were no doors. So he would just be going at it and you'd walk past. And... That was a hard summer for me. Like, <laughs> it was my first summer back from college and my brother had hit puberty. Why were there no doors freshman. in your house? <laughs> there were no doors. I don't know. I don't. There's To this day, there's no doors. Wow. There was no, I mean, my parents weren't fucking, so there were no doors. I don't know. I'm baffled. I don't know if anyone's ever had sex in my house. Um, I mean, I I started to like pause to think about it. I'm like, why would I know the answer to this? <laughs> like, actually, actually, I've had sex in your house, Jamie. I've gone to. I met your mom. I was like, hey, wait, what's her name again? Jill. I was like, hey, Jill, do you mind if I come over and hang out? I didn't have sex with your mom, but I brought someone else. Yeah, over. sex with someone. <laughs> <laughs> and she did walk in on this because there are no doors. But well, I got walked know. in on once in my house. My brother almost caught me, like, trying to lose my virginity. Oh, wow. And obviously we had to stop, and then he, like, threw up. (laughs) He was was so upset. I was just trying to lose my card. No more Remington parties for you. (laughs) No, my brother was was like, I just wanted a root beer. And then he threw up on the floor. (laughs) Oh, jeez. I know. It's like, that's a little dramatic. Jamie, this isn't insane. I need to talk to your parents about why there are no doors to bedrooms. We were or like anything. in my living room because it didn't matter. There were no doors. <laughs> <laughs> you're trying to lose your virginity anywhere and you're at equal risk. <laughs> uh, anyway, so he crawls through a door. Oh, yeah. And, and they have they play strip croquet. I don't know why croquet is such. I'm Again, it's probably another like maybe it's just a motif or maybe don't they it's play a metaphor. Croquet and clueless. Yeah. Yeah. I don't do know they? why. Yeah, that's just like a thing that popular girls did. Mm. Seems to exist in a very specific period of movies. Yeah, I certainly didn't relate to the croquet aspect. <laughs> yeah. 
But it, it seemed to go with their jackets. It totally worked with their outfits, for sure. <laughs> it did color coordinate. That was what most of their decisions were based on, is what whatever whatever went with their outfits. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, all right, what else do we say about this He movie? goes into is the room. Really... You never finish your thought oh, about him going into I don't into even know if I have anything else to say about it. Okay. Just that he... It was just jarring to me that he he's introduced as this, like, cool, subversive guy who's, like, gonna take her out of this clique that she's in and she doesn't have to be with these horrible Heathers anymore and then that's not where the story goes at all. He helps mur- helps her murder people that she doesn't like. I do like that the weird rapey jock guys um, get murdered because I we feel gotta, like they had it coming. I like that too. I mean we gotta talk about I love my dead gay son. <laughs> that's a classic line. That's a great line. How beautiful that, he, that the dad accepts him yeah. in death. In death. <laughs> That was a fun one. I like the nerd who ha- spits out milk in almost every scene that he's in. <laughs> Do you remember that guy? I don't no, remember that. But it's fun to hear. There's one. There's you see it once whenever like the main Heather, the red Heather. I'm gonna call her the red. I don't know their last names. Shannon. That's Shannon Doherty. No, that's uh. That's the red Heather. No, the not the red headed Heather. Red. Oh, the uh, the red wearing Alpha, the one that dies. Yes. Okay. Mm-hmm. She's the one Heather. who left all her swatches. Yes, mm-hmm. she wouldn't have done that. <laughs> she looks at this nerd guy, and then they make eye contact, and he spits out all his milk. <laughs> and then it happens again later on. I forget what prompts in that time, but he um, just spews milk everywhere. Was anyone else, like, really surprised in the first scene Christian Slater's in where you, like, fall in love with him in a very short amount of time, and then he has a gun? Yeah. <laughs> and you're just like, whoa, this guy, he just said, like, all I need is tequila in my sacks. I'm like, I'm ready to marry him. And then he pulls out a gun. And shoots two people, presumably dead, until the next scene when they're like, oh, he used blanks. It's and that's just... why she's always like, oh, he probably always used blanks. Yeah, <laughs> I guess. Mm-hmm. I get it. I get it. I think there's just too many moments like that where my my disbelief cannot be suspended i think that's another problem why i just like there are things about this movie i like but i can't like it as a whole because of those few reasons the characters the characters and then i can't, there's so many things i can't suspend my disbelief for and yeah it's a satire it's a dark comedy it's not meant to be taken so seriously but <laughs> i just i can't i still don't enjoy watching it I think it's also tough if you are watching it for the first time now. Yes. Like, I am a grown-ass woman. It's one of those things that, like... She says, <laughs> taking a swig of Hennessy. <laughs> I think there are certain things that you grow up with that you hesitate to always fully recommend to people because you're like, well, I have a very specific... Like, I think about, like, I loved... I also loved the movie Ghost World, and so I always loved that movie. Yeah. But I don't know if I would be like, you have to see Ghost World, where even though I love it. It's like how I... You know, I love Soup Plantation, but I don't expect anyone else to. It's just because I grew up with it, you know? Well, this movie is such, like, a cult. Has but also, a cult I think Heather's is good. Yeah. <laughs> but I think it it's sort of like, okay, it's like, um, like I don't really feel affected when I watch Monty Python, because I never was, like, a teenage boy who watched it. So like, yeah, I'll I, never feel I, anything. I've got a big old hard-on for Monty Python, the Holy Grail. Yeah, I just, like, never watched it growing up, so yeah. I don't feel anything for it now. Like, I'm like, I can see objectively that, like, this is of value, but I don't sure. connect to it. I feel that way about Pee-wee's Playhouse, in that I'm like, I'm not going to make you watch Pee-wee's Playhouse, but, like, you should watch it. Yeah. <laughs> I tried to watch, I got 30 seconds into it and had to shut it off. His voice is so 
grading. Okay. Shut up. <laughs> Are we about to you not be to. friends anymore? You just you just couldn't be more wrong, but it's fine. You're my friend and I accept it. I mean, yeah, we all have uh movies that we like. I mean, I like the movie Stomp the Yard. Is it a good movie? Oh, no. I love the movie. Do Stomp I love the yard? Okay. <laughs> movies that like if like i'm not mad at you for not liking heathers Thank i would there are movies that i'd be like what the fuck is wrong with you you know sure. there are different- yeah i guess with heathers it depends on like what point in your life it arrived mm-hmm. to you at. i also think uh, when i took to the internet and most people were slaughtering me a lot of people <laughs> were like okay i can see it like it, the time thread. that it came out it was sort of the first movie of its kind yeah like there hadn't really been a a dark teen comedy like that, I guess. Are there I don't others think. that you can point to afterwards? That's something I was thinking about, how you said that he didn't really make anything else afterwards. I wonder if people were not interested in more. Well, I think, like we said, kind of alluded to before, like Mean Girls and Jawbreakers were sure. influenced by Heathers, I, I imagine. I mean, Mean Girls is like... In so many ways, a copy of Heather's. Yeah. yeah. Just okay. Wait, I'm looking for this status you made about Heather's because I would real okay. Can some? This is you. I'm sorry. I was about to. <laughs> Can someone explain the movie Heather's to me? Why do people like it? Is there an extended metaphor that I'm missing? There's <laughs> okay. That's probably how people read it. Here's how I meant it. That's how I interpreted it. <laughs> I think that's how everyone interpreted it. I did not it. like or comment. It makes sense. I'm usually like very mean and snarky on my Facebook posts, but the way I actually intended it was, hey, guys, <laughs> hey, friends. Can So you meant it like... I'm so can, sorry to bother you uh, while you're online. Can explain the movie Heathers to but, me? Um, yeah. Why do people like it? Is there an extended metaphor I'm missing? Exactly. I would love to but know. But that's not how that's people... That's read. How can someone explain the movie? <laughs> that's um, many, honestly... Can you tell me how many wows it got? Oh, how many... Just, just one. one. <laughs> just the one. One wow. 18 or 19 likes, which honestly... Some people... Well, some people were on board with you. Slater sucks. Uh, said one person. Some per- one person said the musical is fun. Didn't know there was a musical. Oh, there's one really. There probably lo- didn't need to be, but there was no need to write multiple paragraphs about no this movie. I will say uh, someone said you're wrong and you're being awful about it. Oh my god! <laughs> there, was their name Heather? <laughs> <laughs> no, it was a man. It was a Boston comic who. Oh well, know. I guarantee I could beat him up. And kill him using only my hands. And make it look like a suicide. Yeah, exactly. Ooh, full circle, baby. Um, I don't know. Lots of people seem to, uh, people say, it's funny. It is funny. I <laughs> laughed at moments. There Interesting some... point. Three likes. It's funny. Three it's likes. funny. There's good dialogue. Is it sloppily written? Yeah. Yeah, it is. I would have taken another pass at this screenplay. That's just me. <laughs> oh, can I read something else you wrote? Yeah. <laughs> But, like, in the way I interpreted it? (laughs) Sure. Okay, so a very nice, straight white man who we both know, a great guy, wrote out a very measured explanation of why he felt people liked Heather. And then you said, I mainly don't like it because, for me, there isn't a single likable or redeemable, redeemable character in the whole movie. Like, maybe that's the point. And it's like, Caitlin, calm down. Also, (laughs) This comment has... No likes. <laughs> yeah, people really did not care for me. You keep going. 
I don't like most modern comedies. I do appreciate that this movie is dark and more subversive than most cookie cutter modern. I, I this is fun. I do sound like a fucking I love, asshole. I love, no, but if you if you read anyone's Facebook comment that way, it would be fun. I'm gonna start doing that just to keep myself honest about my thoughts and feelings. <laughs> yeah, read it in that voice before you post it. Something I've had fun doing is reading Bible verses really sarcastically. (laughs) Like like they're super still, like reading Psalms, like, um, if you start any Psalm with, um, um, uh, actually, it takes on a whole new meaning. Cool. Well, do you guys think ultimately that it does pass the Bechdel? Oh, it definitely passes. Almost right away. Yeah. Yeah. The first scene with all the Heathers, it passes. Yeah. Yeah. It passes... Especially the first, like, in the first act especially, when they're all still hanging out a lot before people start dying, uh, there's a bunch of scenes where it passes. They're talking. There's some where women are talking, but it is about uh, JD or someone. But, um, yeah, they talk about all kinds of things. They talk about bulimia. They talk about uh, the lunchtime poll. Time, which is <laughs> a, a classic. Poll. I did like the lunchtime poll. I remember seeing that in high school and being like, we should do that. That seems fun. Cool. The question that they pose, though, is so stupid. It's infuriating. Oh, wait, I dumb. wrote it down because I, I was like, well, that's a pretty well thought out question for someone so young. Uh, <laughs> you inherit a million dollars two days before the aliens blow the world up. What do you do? Yeah, I think that I summarized so it. So dumb. Oh, I mean, well, what would you do? What would you do? Oh, wait. I was. I wrote down. <laughs> what is have that? everyone answer that question? Good call. Oh. Wait, the concept is that you win the money, but you know? You know the world's going to end and you have the money. So, Caitlin, I'll pose it to you first because I just read all your Facebook statuses very rudely. <laughs> you inherit a million dollars two days before aliens blow the world up and, like, you know that the world's going to blow up in right. two days. What do you do with it? First of all, it's $5 million. Is it? Sorry to be a heinous bitch I'm about sorry. It. I was in a bus station. <laughs> what is your damage? Wow. Oh my God. <laughs> Fuck me gently with a chainsaw. That's what is it? I guess with only two days to live. I don't know. I would just kill myself knowing that things would be. You wouldn't try be- to save everyone from the aliens? Oh, that hadn't even occurred to me. Wow, I'm such I a mean, good person. Yeah, yeah, I guess if, like, with $5 million, that was somehow enough resources to stop the aliens, sure, I would do that. But if if it's, like, if certain death is coming, I would just get it over with right away. And I, Or maybe I'd be like, hey, does anyone want to commit a murder? And then you can frame it as my suicide if you want. Paige, what would you, JD? What would you do? I don't know. I mean... Like, what can you really do of value? Because it's like, you you know, you want to say, like, you'd give it to charity or whatever. But it's like charity can't there's do anything with it in two days. Like, you like are you going to feed the hungry? Like, they're just going to die anyway. Mm-hmm. Like, I guess you try and maybe give people some sense of joy before they die. That sounds nice. But, like, how do you do that? Like, That's you're just one dumb high schooler. Question. What would you right. do, Jamie? I would uh, invest it all and then be like, guys, we should really invest in these companies as a joke. <laughs> nice because i would know what they don't know. i think it's her former friend betty finn poor betty finn mm. <sighs> i feel so bad betty for finn her is that like the character sad. in freaks and geeks who's her yeah, old friend like yeah. i really really man yeah. i've been on both sides of that yeah same yeah i same. mean i guess we all have yeah, yeah. man well, that's people grow out like. of each other it's sad yeah. it's gross and that's 
like high school I feel like is the primary time for that. Why just, can't like, we you just don't know who you are. cling together forever regardless <laughs> of whether we like each other or not? You can only do that if you're in band. I don't understand. Uh, yeah, that's true. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, we got to bring up your oboe. That's another thing that we have to talk about every I was episode. talking to one of my band friends today. <laughs> Sent her a letter in the mail. Um, Said, you still play the clarinet? As a joke. I know she doesn't. Yeah. <laughs> that's nice, though. You've reached out. Yeah. Can I read a psalm? Yes. Oh, but uh, the reason I brought up Betty Finn okay. is that um, the answer she gives is to just like spend the money on throwing a big like bash right before everyone dies, and that's probably She's the best so cool. way. Which is yeah. To do it. I mean, if you're all gonna die, just like have like have fun. There was nothing, and maybe this is like reductive of me, but I was like, there was nothing like that looked wrong with her. She seemed like a normal. I don't know. Yeah, be sad. She even like, knows yeah, how to play croquet. Definitely nothing wrong with her. Yeah, she just she's is just like, like a normal a, gal. Yeah, she just isn't like cool in the right way. Right. Yeah. There, there's just something missing. Poor Betty. I well, know. she lived, but also she's fine. Yeah. Ultimately, not poor Betty. She Ultimately, probably grew up to be. You know, she has a PhD now. Yeah, she didn't have any crazy traumatic experiences <laughs> because she she's wasn't a, trying to be cool. She's a woman in STEM now. <laughs> and it's wild because we need more of those. Yeah, we do. Um, okay, I just wanted to. Are we? Oh, you're reading a psalm. Is that how you say it? A psalm, yeah. I've never you... been to church. It's actually a palm. No, it's, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> the S is silent. <laughs> um, are we? Is there anything else we need to talk about before I read a psalm? Maybe this will be a fun new way to close the show. Yeah, let's, <laughs> let's all hold hands and close our eyes. And this Please not ever again. But this time, I permit you. Okay, uh, just ask if we all uh, calm down a little bit. <laughs> Impossible, but okay. And uh, we're gonna pray really quick. Okay. So, um, the Lord is my shepherd. <laughs> he leads me in the paths of righteousness. <laughs> I will fear no evil. I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. That's great. In Jesus' name we pray. Thank you so much. That was wonderful. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Do we need to cover anything else? We Uh, concluded that it does pass the Bechdel test a bunch of different times. For sure, yeah. So yay on that. But it's just a confusing movie in general to analyze. It's it just a, it's a tricky one. Well, it's but not, I like it. I mean, because it's like you know, it portrays these girls realistically, but it's not in a nice way. <laughs> so that's tough. Like, obviously, ideally, you want something that portrays women behaving maturely and cool. I think it, but portrays certain aspects of certain people realistically. But the characters still are so they're pretty one dimensional. And, yeah. and so there's I, definitely like an uncanny valley of like everyone's bad traits regardless of gender come out way faster yeah. way like in a more obvious way than it would in real life but well i don't way... know it's like not really a gender issue in this movie yeah. it's just no, like people yeah. are terrible high schoolers are dumb yeah i think we can all agree on that they suck sorry if we have any high school fans shout out to high schoolers yeah but it's cool if you're like... listening to this then you are cool what the stay heck? cool what guys. the fuck is up yeah DM us. You got you got some you got a lot to look forward to. You got a lot of life to live, my friends. Yeah, tweet at us. Tweet. <laughs> anyway, tweet and fave. Thank you, high schoolers. <laughs> so, uh, 
once again, Paige, thanks for being here. Yeah, thank you for coming. Oh, thanks for having me. I love talking about Heathers. <laughs> we, uh, we conclude each episode by rating the movie in the context of its portrayal of the women in it. Mm. Ooh. Boy, do we. Do we. We do. This is a hard one. It's a really hard one. Uh, and my judgment is going to be clouded because I just don't really like this movie. But and because you've had some Hennessy. And... <sighs> Yeah. Mm. Well, not that much. I, I finished my mics hard. Oh, good. Yeah. Well, thank you. Um, I'm going to give it two and a half stars. And here's why. Two and a half what? St- oh, my God. What? I'm drunk off what? the Hennessy. <laughs> drunk on the Henny. Oh, it's a mid-2000s it's rap song. Stars. It's That's when nipples. Hennessy raps were at the top. <laughs> we rate it on a scale of zero to five nipples. nipples. I'm so sorry, and everyone. And we described the nipples, yeah. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Um, two and a half because I like that it's like a movie about women and the women are the driving force largely, but I just don't like any of them. But so I'm just, I feel very conflicted. I don't know. Maybe I'll change my mind later, but right now it's two and a half nipples. Two of them belong to, I think his name is Ram. <laughs> One of the football jocks. <laughs> very, very, very small, tiny nipples. Great, great name for a high school jock. <laughs> and then the other one belongs to Christian Slater. The other half nipple is, is Christian Slater's. Nice. And it's smooth and it's nice. Nice. Wow. Okay. Um, I guess it is. it is tough to rate because... They are children, not really like women, but so I guess I would, even though I love this movie, I would probably give it like three nipples, mm-hmm. but they're like, it's like when a, um, they're like brown, like nice nipples. Good. Nice. Yeah. I give it three nipples and one psalm. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. Can I say what the psalm is? You can. I just want to do another. Okay. Okay. Uh, my soul waits for God alone. He alone is my rock and my salvation. Trust in him at all times, O oh people. Power and love belong to God. In Jesus we pray. I give it three nipples. They all belong to the dad who's proud of his gay son. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I want mine to belong to the dad who says, uh, I don't patronize bunny rabbits. Oh, I forgot about that dad. Remember that? Mm, Wait, that's, no. that's Veronica's dad. Mm-hmm. Oh. Veronica's parents, we did not talk about. They are, what, what is going on they with They are those? whiffs. They have no personality. I like when, <laughs> just a blank slate. <laughs> when her mom thinks that Veronica has committed suicide and she walks in, the first thing she says is, I wish I'd let you get that job at the mall. <laughs> and I'm just like, really? This is how you're reacting to the, that's the other thing. No one reacts in a way that I can believe at all. Like no one is it devastated is by or feeling guilt about having committed these murders. It's just it insane is weird. to me. Yeah. yeah, it's weird that it's, like, elevated to, like, oh, the Heathers are everything, but then one of them dies and, like, no one cares. But yeah. but that's the point. That's yeah. the point. In a way. Everyone's just like, who's going to be the new one? Right. Like She who wasn't will, important. Who that status is important. Yeah. Whoa. 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 Maybe that's why they're all named Heather. Whoa. It's like, it doesn't really matter who, you're, who you are as an individual. It just matters that you are a Heather. Deep. I love it. Yes, I'm very smart. I love it. <laughs> I'm well, sweating. Gang. It's so hot. I am really, really really sweating yeah. too. Yeah. Um, well, I uh, think that it's time to go. <laughs> I don't know. 
You made it sound like we were I'm about having... to sing a song. Uh, <laughs> like, a psalm? A psalm? Not a psalm. I think no. we've done enough psalms for today. Yeah. Unless you'd like another. I've got more. <laughs> Let's but save it for next time. I think I'll let another one happen. <gasps> really? Yeah. Aw. Okay. Um, hey, Paige, is there anything uh, you want to plug or where can people find you on the internet? Um, you can follow me on Twitter at Paige Weldon, and you can visit my website, thehigsweldon.com. We have fun comedy articles and stuff, and we have a show at the Improv Lab, February 20th at 10 p.m. Yeah! Super! Love it. You can follow us at Bechtelcast on Twitter. You can write to us via email. Has have anyone ever done that? Not yet. Okay. So I really <laughs> encourage <laughs> people to email us at thebechtelcast at gmail.com. Just about anything. About anything. Anything you want. And then um, we also have a Facebook. The yeah, Bechtelcast. we do. You can yeah. check that out and mm-hmm. like it. So there you go. All right, guys. Keep reading that Bible and uh, keep doing the right thing. Yeah. See ya. Bye. Bye. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Live March 20th from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Ready to celebrate International Women's Day? M&M's and iHeart present Women Take the Mic, sharing empowering stories of women supporting and celebrating each other. And of course, there is a smooth and creamy companion for your listening pleasure, peanut butter M&M's, because they're just another way to help treat yourself in situations where you deserve a little added delight, like listening to your favorite podcast. So savor the deliciousness of peanut butter M&M's and spread some positivity. From breaking glass ceilings to dominating in sports and entertainment, women truly are unstoppable. You deserve to treat yourself. So turn your tax refund into a U-Fund and give yourself a Straight Talk Wireless Extended Silver Unlimited plan and get a new Samsung Galaxy A14 on them. You can get a great everyday value on wireless with Straight Talk's unlimited plan starting at $25 a line per month for four lines. You'll save so much, you'll be enjoying that refund all year long. It's the refund that keeps on refunding. Find Straight Talk at straighttalk.com or at your local Walmart store. Taxes and fees not included. Offer valid through 41424 while supplies last. Online only. Must purchase a Straight Talk Extended Silver Unlimited plan to qualify. Limit of five phones per customer. Family plan discount with four lines all on the Silver Unlimited plan. Not combinable with auto pay discount.